What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Sunday, July 7th, 2013. You guys are listening to episode 117, and it's a very special episode. Last week, uh, by the way, shout out to Jason Lawhead for being on last week. It got an amazing feedback. But this week, I don't have one, but I have two guests on the Verzi Effect, and uh, I could assure you guys this is going to be thoroughly entertaining. Uh, to my right, making his second appearance on the show, uh, the kid Pete Davidson, um, really, really funny dude, uh, doing really well now, and, and funny dude, and, and just uh, a good dude. You guys heard him on the show, so thanks for coming back on the show, man. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome, sir. And I also have, making I think his third appearance out of the 117 episodes, uh, Chris Lambert, we did something that we'll talk about today, which uh, haven't done in my career. It was one of the most challenging things I think we both had to do. It's true. What's it, up, Paul? Thanks uh, for having me back, sir. No problem. First of all, I just want to say, uh, Verzi Effect Podcast Show is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download the free app on your iPhone today. Don't be one of these galaxy cunts. Download the free app on your iPhone today. You can get these guys. Excuse got, me? This, yeah. Because I have a galaxy? <laughs> no, wow. because everybody's just jumping to them. But anyway, let me get through the spots. And we scroll can talk. with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magical it's one. It's fucking magical. Dude, I still don't know how to use it. I had it for two months. That, amazing. That's how you judge it. Anyway, download Butterfly Radio app for free on your iPhone today. It allows you to have access to all your favorite uh, podcasts, and you could send up to a five-minute audio message to that podcast, and they could send it personally back to you. You could also uh, listen to full episodes. They got Joe Rogan's on there, uh, Ralphie May, Jay Moore, uh, Florentines, Joe Matarises, along, of course, with the Verzi Effect. So download the free app today and also register uh, online at ButterflyRadio.com to start your own podcast. Now, we could talk about that for a second. I'm, I'm a 4S guy, but I got a 4S because my contract is going is to be up around Christmas, and I think I'm going to get the 5. You guys are saying... So basically, you guys are saying don't get the 5, get the Galaxy. Is that what you're saying? No, I've had the 5, and the 5 is it's all the same shit with the iPhone. Like, it's just it's really the same thing. The only thing that was cool on the new, on the 5, was like that panorama camera, and even that's fucking, talk who, a gives a shit. What, what do you mean the panorama? The camera where you can take a photo and it goes all the way around the room. Oh yeah, nobody's fucking, we're well, not photographers. Nobody has time for that. Everything <laughs> yeah. like, is like, we're not like, I'm not a fucking, I'm not trying to be a photographer. Like, and who would take that photo not wanting to be in that photo? <laughs> like, who would be the one to take the whole yeah. panorama camera? But the cool thing about the the Galaxy is like, it, it, I know it's a good phone because I've had it for about two months and I still don't know how to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying, you were saying you scroll that. Scroll with your eyes. I want to upgrade to that one too, but uh, I have a BlackBerry and. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like, uh, and you're what? shitting on the Galaxy. A plague on like... both your houses with your <laughs> shitty fucking infantile phone. Jesus. Fucking BlackBerry. Jesus. Yes, I have a BlackBerry. Okay. Would you just get fucking Iron Man two on bootleg? What the fuck? <laughs> what? How do you have a BlackBerry still, Chris? Because uh, you're a Mets I, fan. I, I'm not a Mets fan. <laughs> you hate yourself? No, I, I've had Blackberry since for like seven or eight years. No, he's racist. He's got Blackberry because it's in the name. <laughs> it yeah, he's definitely he's yeah, fucking my, racist. My, uh, my phone has an afro 
and it has a <laughs> it has a pick with a, a, a pro His on phone it. Has an app, bro. Uh, my phone belongs to the NAACP. All right, so here's so here. way to make it racial, Paul. Phone I up. can't upgrade until March 2014. Once Why? I heard, well, how did you fuck yourself that deep? Well, I got it. I got. <laughs> Dude, that's a good it's sales a, rep. They're like, all right, listen. How did you fuck? You're gonna be. Did you? You're gonna be locked in until uh, <laughs> 2020. March. I'm an indentured indentured servant to. No, I got it in. I got it uh, in February, and uh, I paid like fifty bucks for it. Right. And it's a good phone. And I, when AT and T was sending me these emails like upgrade your phone to blah blah blah, and I wanted to get a, a Samsung Galaxy. I was excited, and I take it in. I want to upgrade my phone for ninety nine bucks. And he was like, you gotta wait till uh, March two thousand. I was like, fuck. So I guess I gotta keep it. Jeez. Yeah, BlackBerry. I mean. I don't it's know what to tell you. You're on your own with that, but yeah, that's, uh, um, that's let's. Like it's even funny. Girls, when girls see blackberries, they're like, oh, shit. you know what's funny? This guy's gonna like fucking I, kill me. It's like, <laughs> it's like I have that's, fucking leprosy. It's you, know, so you know what's funny? As soon as you said blackberry, I think like <laughs> Pete's eyes went down like 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 somebody died. Just like, oh man, I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> sorry, and I was just <laughs> start playing taps when he use an app on his phone. Are you still playing Brick Breaker? Yeah, I was gonna say Tetris. Brick Breaker is a fun game, Pete. Yeah, when you have a blackberry. Fucking what? All right, so so. Here's the thing. Let me let me uh, get through the question. Butterfly Radio. Jeff from Arizona said uh, he thinks it would be interesting if I talked on the show about top five comedians alive, and then top five comedians that are deceased. And I actually think that that's a good. And um, you know, we have different eras here because Pete's. I mean, much younger. Um, obviously, going. On, you're going to be twenty. Yep. 20 you're, you're, you're going to be 20 this year. So, yeah, and, and I'm 34, and you're 34? 33. 33. Yeah, so, like, we've seen kind of, like, when I was a little kid, the guy that was popping when I was a little kid was uh, Eddie Murphy, Andrew Dice Clay. Those guys were, like, really, like, that was, like, for, and I think for you it was probably, actually, Chris Rock is even older for you. Yeah, it was really Dane yeah. Cook was the first. So, wow, yeah, yeah like, yeah, Dane yeah, Cook yeah. and Lisa Lampanelli yeah. were, like, the two, that collaborative cable guy. Yep. What okay. was that, like, 90-something? Uh, was like 2002. Like, like 03. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. All right, so um, I'll start off by saying for me has to be because the reason I do stand up comedy is Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, okay. uh, and and everyone says it has to be Delirious. For me, it was raw because when Delirious came out, I was really too young. Like I was like eight when that came out. I was ten when Raw came out. My dad took me to see it, so I would say that was the first stand up DVD I ever bought. What Raw Delirious? Raw Delirious. Oh, Delirious yeah. yeah. Um, I would say my top five: Eddie Murphy. Uh, it's, it's hard to put the, the living and the dead. Living, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, definitely those two living. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? As I think, you guys start thinking of yours. Um, this is a tough one, man, because some of these guys are fucking like... Or, so, so this is back then, you're saying? Or right or now? just now? Or no, no e- either way. Like, who would you? How about this? Let's do this. Do your top five dead or alive first. How about that? Okay. Right. Do your top five you dead or alive. Uh, probably... Uh, Burr, Artie Lang, uh, fucking Eddie Murphy. Um, for me, it would probably be Dane just because of what he did. Mm-hmm. And then, um, wow, yeah, I guess you got. Why does yeah. everybody have to preface Dane? If you like him, you like. I you like Dane. I, mean? I, well, like- I, I never got why people hated him so much. Yeah, me either. I I was always a fan of him. Yeah. I, I, well, no, to nice. me, he no. Was nice when I met him. Well, too, see, the thing, the thing with comedians is when somebody treats you well, 
you're always going to find the nice, the good thing. And, and I, was a, I was a big defender of Dane Cook. I think he's when, great. I mean, I, I, and this is sad to say, but I'm just going to be, I'm not going to obviously mention names, but I worked with many headliners, and I'd be in the green room, and headliners that were known guys would go, I don't fucking get it. What's with this shit? Like, and I saw jealousy. I saw people hating on it. I will say this. As I've grown in comedy, I've watched Dane Cook, and I've seen him do jokes that were literally, and I'm not trying to be a dick here because the guy's a fucking monster, but I've seen him do jokes that probably shouldn't have been on a special had he right, not been yeah. as popular. He'll throw in a joke that, like, I think somebody would throw in in, like, a fucking, I'm not going to say an open mic, but just, like, kind of like a workout spot. Okay. And he'll do that on, like, HBO, and you're kind of like, wow, like, he did a really good joke, but then he did. So I kind of get that, but I don't hate on a guy who did. He changed the game. I still think Vicious Circle is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Really? It's sick. His first album, like... What retaliation? I no, his first album was Harmful of Swallowed, and I listened to that hundreds of times. I was like eight or nine. I was I was on I was either ten or nine or when it when it came out, and I just I listened to it every. I knew every word. I could do the whole entire album. I, it was great. I don't I don't know. Um, I want to see his I want to see his new stuff. I keep hearing he's he's doing that. I want to see Chappelle too. Chappelle, that'll be yeah. five. There we go. Chappelle, there we go. Yeah, Chappelle, Chappelle. I mean, for, yeah. I think, I think for me, it's, it's, it's Eddie Murphy in, in no particular order. Yeah. In no particular order, it's Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, and then I mean, I love Dangerfield. I love fucking, you know, like I just Dangerfield, like his, his. I watched him as a kid, going, "Oh my god, this guy's just sitting on the couch on the Tonight Show, r- ripping off like fucking forty punchlines and in, in in nothing, and just tearing the like not just like not just saying something like fucking murdering." Um, so I guess, you know, I mean, today, working today, and I mean, maybe I'm being biased because, you know, Bill, you know, people know how close I am with Bill, but, you know, Bill is, is one of, clearly, clearly the best working today. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, watching Carlin. See, here's the thing about Carlin Pryor and Rock for me. When Carlin Pryor or Rock have an HBO special on and it's 2.30 in the morning and I'm tired, I'll be like, I'm just going to watch it for five minutes and then I'm up till 3.30 in the morning watching right. it. I just have to fucking watch what they say. Chappelle, killing him softly. That That's up there. So... I guess my five to ten can be anywhere, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. but but the top the top. I mean, I'm not saying this to be a dick. The, the, I, those are the people I would pay to see every. George Collin and Richard Pryor, I think, have to be one or two ever ever. I, I just don't. It's like it's almost like watching Jordan. Like to see them and do what they did. I mean, for me, but I I do throw I do throw Chappelle in there too. Um, I can't throw Andrew Dice Clay in just because it was a character. Even though it was funny and it did take over, people don't people don't remember. You were when were you born? Ninety three. You Jesus Christ, you prick. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were, you were born in ninety three, ninety three, ninety four. Even though even before that, like ninety one. No, I'm sorry, eighty eight. Like eighty eight to ninety two. Andrew Dice Clay like fucking took like he sold out Giant Stadium. Nobody did that. Like not just the Garden. He sold out Giant fucking Stadium telling jokes. You know, I, but now afterwards, maybe seeing that he's a character, it's kind of tough. I think the honesty holds its weight forever. Yeah. Um. But I, Chris, what do you? Who do you? Well, I mean, who's your five? Are we five living or dead? Just go either way. Either, either way. way. Uh, I would say when I I would say Cosby, Pryor, um, Patrice, uh, Martin Lawrence. So I got Cosby, Pryor, Patrice, Martin Lawrence. Can you can I, you hear him, everybody? I get. Cosby, Pryor, Patrice, Martin Lawrence, uh, 
Chappelle, Chris Rock. I mean, it's it's hard when you when you make these lists like this because uh, you know you feel like you're leaving somebody out. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah, yeah. But it's just like let's just name everybody we like. So yeah, right. when you because when you start because when you start if there's people that you like when you start doing comedy like mm-hmm. before you start you're like oh I like that guy and For, then, then you start doing comedy like oh this guy's like oh this guy's good yeah, yeah, and you, yeah like you start you work with somebody you're like holy shit this guy's great and I think it's just it's um so it kind of it, it kind of changes for me but I know like the people that like inspired me to get into comedy I would say Martin Lawrence was the number one guy because uh, he is from the same area yeah, as yeah, I yeah. am and uh, and it, it's just uh, I used to listen to Talking Shit his first CD uh, I think it came out in 93, 94 and I would listen to that all the time and so much like how you loved Dane Cook as a kid um uh, my dad took me to see You So Crazy like in eight, when I was in eighth grade. Loved it. And and um, yeah, I, and right. Pete, you you told me, and we talked about this the last time you were on the show, right. that um, Dane Cook's the reason you do this, right? Yeah, absolutely. I went to go see uh, Dane do The Garden for my 16th birthday. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then this is what made me want to do stand-up because Burr opened. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This yeah. guy is awesome. Yeah. So then, like, after that, I went home and, like, I started listening to his podcast and stuff. But, like, yeah, Dave and Burr really made me want to get on stage. Cause I yeah, and I like, met you when you were 17 at Caroline's when I opened for Burr. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man, it's, it's, it's amazing. There are certain people that make you do it. Like, I don't know if I would be doing what I'm doing had it not been for Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock just because watching them mesmerized me. Yeah. Mesmerized me to the point where I would just be fucking like, like when I put a fucking cartoon my son loves on and he's just, like that's what yeah. it was for me yeah. to watch those guys work. It was fucking it's, insane. And, and, and it, was, it was a confidence thing too. Like that's a big thing. Like Eddie Murphy was a fucking, he wasn't just a comedian. He was kind of like doing, and, and really kind of like what, what Kevin Hart's doing now. He's a fucking, a superstar to the point where like they stalk the stage. They they, they walk around. They're the confidence. They talk. You know, some comedians like to just stand there and be monotone yeah. and tell jokes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some funny, amazing comedians just stand there. But for me, it's that fucking predator. It's that grab the microphone, yeah. walk to this side, tell it over here, tell it over there, you know, tell a story, have the conference, and take over a room. And I know that's one thing Dane Cook is incredible at. Yeah. And, and same thing, like, with Chris Rock and, and Eddie Murphy, and, and Raw really did it when he just walked in and was like, oh, shit, man, this is like, this is more than just jokes. This is like a, you know... It's, it's, a, perfor- it's a performance, it's uh, it's it's... It's performance art. It's it's it's, uh, it's, it's presence. It's it's joke. It's it's joke writing along with presence, persona. Just fucking looking at somebody and going, "Holy shit, that dude's a fucking rock star." Yeah, to yeah, have yeah. control of a room like that, yeah. you know, and and have people hanging on your words. The closest I came to something really intense like that was actually not Carnegie Hall, believe it or not. It was the theater at Westbury, right. in the round. Oh, and wow. and and that was open, and it was almost as many people as as Carnegie, but small over. You feel almost feel like a fucking wrestler, like the, the, this this white circle is lit up, and you're standing in the middle of it, and around you. So you feel weird because you got hundreds of people. Your back is to hundreds of people at all times. So it took me like a minute to go around, but when you pop and like almost three thousand people just hanging on what you're saying, and then when it erupts, and you're just kind of looking around like this fucking gladiator like yeah. I swear to god I, I even joked on stage I was like I thought somebody was going to throw me a fucking sword and a lion was going to come out it was <laughs> it was insane and you're just like holy shit um, 
and and I, I like I said, like Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock, Carlin. Carlin was another one. This older guy with fucking white hair and a white beard would come out, and his fucking fans. I mean, he's arguably greatest ever. And I know a lot of comedians that think he's the greatest ever, and he would just fucking tell you what he thought and walk around and do a fucking dance if he had to. I like that for me. I don't necessarily love the. I mean, the jokes have to be great, but I don't like watching that for an hour. Even you if the jokes, who the guy is when he even if the, the joke writing is fucking like yeah. it flawless, just after a while, it's like I want to kind of see, I want to see how you walk, right. I want to see how you talk. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that. That's just that's just. I guess it's personal. It's personal preference. It's almost. I mean, it, it, the characters are boring after a while. Like it, it's not anything new. You already know yeah. when you watch something Dice does, you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna yeah, be like, yeah. Oh, pussy! Like, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was listening to a, an interview that uh, Patrice O'Neill did a couple years ago, and he was talking about how he used to be a snob about comedy. He's like, I don't like what this guy does. This guy, and then he said that Tony Rock explained to him one time. It's like comedy, stand-up comedy is like being in a circus. Like you have your your lion tamer, your guy yeah. that's doing the high wire act. You got different acts doing the same thing. The one goal is to make everybody laugh. So I think I think there's merit in everything, but at the same time, I think for the most part, the three of us just kind of agree. Whereas is this person coming on stage, telling their truth, and uh, you get a sense of who they are after they leave the stage. Because right, like, right, right. I saw Kevin Hart's movie, and I really I really liked it. Um, uh, it was just you kind of got. Who he was, he wasn't a. Here's this huge rock star. You kind of you get. He talks about his faults, talks about his flaws, all this other stuff. He had people dying in the crowd. Like he he killed he killed at Madison Square Garden and he killed on another level with people at the theater. So it's just funny. It's funny, man. Yeah, I, yeah, it is, and and to each his own. Right. You know, to each his own. Some people want characters. Some people want to come out to a comedy club, and they're like, I, I really don't care to hear you talk about honesty. I don't care that you had a hard life. Fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't care. Oh, I don't want to see them in a comedy club. No, I mean, yeah, some people just want that fake shit. Yeah. They want that. They literally want a guy that's a character. Or they'll be like, oh, yeah, they, they want a clean fucking, you know, misdirection guy. You know guy. what that's like? That's like, you know when you were like eight years old, like if you were seven or, or, and like you just starting to get shit? And then like an uncle will be like, I got your nose. Like, really? Fuck face? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you still yeah. doing this bullshit? Yeah, yeah. It's right here. I know, it's, I know my nose <laughs> like, is right on my fucking face, moron. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, and, you know, and, and some, yeah, and, and those people that leave and go, I didn't, you know, a great thing I heard a story about Patrice is Patrice walked a room of people that didn't like him, but yeah. the people that stayed got a, gave him a standing ovation. And it's like, that's, cause those are, the, and the people that gave him a standing ovation are the people that are going to come and see him in the theater, you know, and they did go and see him in the theater, God rest his soul. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, to each his own, but I think great stand-up that lasts and lasts forever is, 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 the, is the honesty and the things that we're talking about. You know, I don't think a guy just standing there kind of monotone telling good jokes. I think they'll be like, oh, that's great, but yeah. I want somebody to fucking move me, man. You know, we've, and we've, you know, we, we've talked about that, so I don't want to fucking, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but, you know, it's, uh, it's the stuff that lasts. It's the stuff that lasts forever. I mean, you know, 
Burr is somebody that he, when Bill goes out and talks, he talks so honest about a topic and he just makes anything. I mean, you talk about robots and shit and just find a way to make it funny. People are going to come back to see that because, oh, what's he going to say next? Right. What's he going right. to talk about next? Is he going to talk about statues? Like, he could talk about statues. He could, like, knowing Burr, Burr can find a way to talk about how each city has a statue. And find a way to just fucking make it so hilarious. Like, oh my God, what's he going to talk about next? I want to see that. And that's what people, I, I think ultimately that's what people want. And I think that's why Carlin did 16, what did he do, 16 HBO specials. You're like, oh man, this happened so, I got to hear that guy's take on it. I got to fucking. 16 hours. Yeah, and he yeah. had more. And he had more. He had more waiting. But like, yeah, it's like, that guy, he was like, oh my God, 9-11 happened. Got, got to hear what his take is on it. Right? Right. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, there's a tsunami in Japan. Fuck, I gotta hear, I gotta hear Carlin spin because he'll find a way. Or something big happens in the government. Gotta fucking, gotta hear what what he says about that election that he thought somebody stole. Because he's gonna have this thing where you're like, oh my god, that was. It's just not gonna just be regular fucking jokes. It's right. gonna be like this guy's gonna, you know, this guy's gonna say something. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I guess to answer your question, Jeff, there's so many of them that we could really answer. Yeah. But you know. Um, it, it's, I guess it is just it is what you like I mean there's somebody right now in the country going man how come they ain't saying Larry the Cable Guy you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> that guy hilarious <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean come on man he's filling up fucking he's filling up arenas man these fucking Yankees aren't mentioning Larry the views of Paul Verzi and Pete Davidson do not reflect the views of Chris Lambert <laughs> no I you know what it is though it's like liking your like, like yeah cause your, I just totally fucking shit yeah, on I just like realized Jesus. I totally shit on Larry the Cable Guy fans I didn't mean that and I, I know Oh, I'm so sorry. Just, yeah, I'm I, I, sorry. Just ethered this shit out of. Please. No, no. Listen, I know there's people in middle America that are smart and like Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. So I didn't mean. And Larry the Cable Guy's a very nice guy. Yeah, but it's like that. It's, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that circus metaphor. But at the same time, it's like you um, like different players. But no, but you know what it but is? No. It's a character. Like, but no, no. But I really have a hard time. Like, for me, a character is a character. It's of like course. what he said. Like you can't be like, oh, so, so she's sucking my dick. Oh, and it's like after like I can't be like, I just can't be like that's not timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's funny, but it's not timeless. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not. I'm and don't get me wrong. Dice had me. Dice had me fucking when Dice did the joke about coming in the girl's mouth. And she's like, why did you do that? And he goes, what'd you think when I said, here comes lunch, a tuna around rye? And he goes, what'd you, what'd you expect when I said, here comes lunch, a tuna around rye? I was fucking crying at that. But now, I mean, that's hilarious. But now it's like, ah, it's, it's like, oh, shit. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little, you know, Larry the Cable Guy was a character that he did on a radio station. Right. He did that. He it was it was a prank call, and he played Larry the Cable Guy, and it grew so big on the radio that that that's what happened. But you know, it's just not an honesty. It's not who he is. I mean, that's not his real name. Yeah, maybe oh. he's into like bird washing. And <laughs> he's really smart. Know. He's like a smart <laughs> genius. Yeah, and you know what? He's probably like, yeah, you guys can laugh. You guys can talk shit all you want. Yeah. That's why I didn't like what that one guy did. You know that 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 was fucked up. What um, Steve Hofstetter did. From the uh, you know, and Steve's booked me, so whatever. But I'm I'm gonna just be honest and real. He, you know, his, the name of his album was called "Cure for the Cable Guy," and that's fucking blatant disrespect that to a lot of, you know, to a lot of people. And that that's why, like, we're joking around here. I know there's people in the middle of the country that are smart that like Larry the Cable Guy, right. but to have an album out called "Cure for Him," that's kind of that's fucking disrespectful for a guy that was making like fucking a quarter of a million dollars like that guy got to a point where he was fucking pulling down millions and millions of dollars like like in a yeah. fucking like in like three weeks yeah you know what I mean yeah. like you can't knock that can't knock that I mean you know the guy's sitting up in a palace somewhere going yeah these fucking Shit for the cable guy will sell 12 fucking copies <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like, oh, like, really? <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> like, well, who the fuck are you? Like, oh, the cable guy. Okay, let's like let's move on. I, uh, you like who you like? Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Guys, Chris needs be... those two spots at the Laughing Devil next gonna, week. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, where he's got to pay I'm for a coke. As, I'm not as famous. <laughs> I'm not as famous as Paul want? and Pete. Yeah. Uh, we're have a we're day not even job. famous. We just have respect for I ourselves. Have. And the art. And the art of Jesus the Christ. Don't worry, dude. I'm going to give you the three bucks. He's going to charge you for that oh, Coke. Shit. Uh, wow. <laughs> what are you getting? 12 minutes with him uh, watching? All right. Anyway. Jesus this is looking at the Christ. fucking floor. Holy at the shit. Oh, shit. I'm looking at my head is up. I got my uh, head up. No, no. They're nice people. We're all, these are all jokes. Fuck them. All right. <laughs> uh, by the way, thank everybody. Thank you to everybody who came out uh, to see me headline at Bananas in Hasbro Heights. It was the first time they had me headline in Poughkeepsie. This is the first time I got bumped up in Hasbro Heights, and they gave me a chance on a, on a slow weekend, and you know what? I had a really great time, and they said I did a good job. Thank you to people come out. I really appreciate it. Also, we got to talk about what we did today, okay? Um... So I got a phone call from Levity Live, and they said, hey, for the first time ever, the club is doing a brunch show at 1 p.m. We want you and Pete Dominic to do it. So I'm like, great, I'll do it. So they contact me and said, Pete Dominic's out of town. I don't know if he's in California or whatever. And, you know, who can you get that, you know, is, is clean and friendly? And we were out to eat at the time. And I'm going, Chris is clean. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about, you know, like everything. Just like I was just like, oh, it's a brunch show, whatever. You know, you were with me, and, and I knew, you know, you love working here. So I'm like, all right, well, Chris, you want to do it? So they, they book us, and we get in today, and they're like, listen, we just got to talk to you about the show. It's going to be great. There's like 100 people here. They're eating breakfast. This show, it's going to be a great show, but they're, they're kids here, and you got to be clean. And there were literally 9-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 5-year-olds, 11-year-olds, and all their parents, and it was like this big crowd, and we're literally looking at each other going, this is go- this might be the longest afternoon of our fuck, you know. And I'm on stage headlining last night doing 50 minutes in front of adults. And, you know, I'm not filthy. You wouldn't call me filthy. But I'm edgy. I, I curse. And I'm not used to performing in front of a fucking nine-year-old. I can tell you that much. Right. And the funny thing is Lambert, <laughs> Lambert's face before he went on, he's looking around going like, like, I could tell he was like looking up in the air, then down, like trying to go through his jokes of what he can do. There was a stroller. On the top was, tier of the of the like of the the seats in the audience, I was just like, Jesus. I mean, people are getting sunny side up eggs delivered, like French toast and shit, and like we're back there, and it's a little girl in a bonnet, you know, and it's 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 ninety degrees outside, the sun is shining, it's, <laughs> it's one so hot outside. <laughs> But it was great, wasn't it? It was a really fun show. And one of the coolest things I learned about the show was what I did was I talked to the kids. I talked to the kids and I talked to the kids about their parents because I'm a parent. So I said, this is what your parents go through. And then all the laughs I was getting with that and the improv talking about my life and my family let me go into the jokes and, and be clean. And it ended up being, I ended up doing like 45 minutes. I had a great fucking time learning experience without cursing once. Uh, and you, you did too, right? Yeah, I had fun. I mean, I, I was the microphones fucked up uh, twice. One, the first mic didn't yeah, so he's work. just talking loud. Like, there was nothing. He put the microphone. That was really tough to do it. I yeah. was like, and that shit would have happened to me, so I was glad you went first. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I told when him. You, when you guys were done, that you walk in the green room and be like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I to- Fuckity, fuck, fuck. <laughs> no, it's funny. I told the crowd. I told the crowd at one point. I go, guys, right there. I really, really, I'm really holding back a word, like a really curse word. That. Like, I really need to curse right now. You just need to say like, it. Like, I need it, like, right now on this point. And they got, they, they liked it. Yeah. I even got edgy. I did a joke. I did a joke about, you know, killing 
killing my uh, killing my wife, you know, and 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 as I <laughs> that did it, that adorable ah. joke. And as I did oh, it, I go nine year olds like you wouldn't kill. No, I actually no, but I actually like, and I, I told the kids well, at one point, I said, you know, just understand, like. When you know your your mom and dad were sleeping on the couch on July fifth after the Fourth of July, they and they said just go eat your cereal yourself. It's you know because they were hung over and did horrible things the night before. Like your parents aren't as good as uh, people as you think they are. Right. And like they 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 were into it, man. It was really it was actually really. I think every comedian at some point because you always hear about comics that like go to hospitals mm-hmm. or like sometimes like it happens like you know the movie Punchline. Like sometimes it's going to happen in your life where. Um, somebody will just say like somebody will see you right Pete and go hey man whether they see you on like MTV Guy Quarter they'll just see you when they like you yeah. and they'll go hey man you know what my my 14 year old daughter loves you and if you came here and the money's right but then you get there and they're gonna go hey oh Pete Davidson oh thanks so much you know they watch you on MTV they love you here's the thing and you're there you're there, the the fucking you're there, and and, all, all, and, and and you're about to go. Listen, if you could just, if you could just, like you know, don't curse because you know her little cousin who's six is here. I mean, you could, and then all of a sudden you got to go up there. That's on you, and that's on the comedian. That's a part of the job that's really never talked about. So I'm kind of glad we're talking about it here on the podcast because I remember showing up one time. You know, Rich Carucci. Yeah. Rich Carucci sent me to a kid, a rich kid in Jersey's oh. graduation party, and I'm standing there as a grandparents around. I'm just standing outside by the in-ground pool, and there's a tent, and I'm just standing standing there walking around with a wireless and I'm just talking doing bits and it was the weirdest thing you know um my sister I talked about this on the show before my sister's old boss who ran a daycare they asked me to come and do it and all the adults sat in the living room on the couch and down the stairwell and I just stood in front of the tv with an empty corona bottle as my mic and I was getting a couple hundred bucks for it I was like four or five years into comedy and I stood there and there's literally fucking adults like like as if and they were taking it as seriously as if they were at a comedy club and I'm just standing in this person's living room and on that one I didn't have rules but what I'm saying is like today we knew we had to be clean oh family friendly then we get here no there's eight year olds here what do you do I mean that's some that's yeah. that's like almost like a fucking game show challenge like what do you do it's in like that situation there. like then the, yeah. the manager of levity was like Okay, this is, I don't know what's gonna happen. This could be fucking great. It's gonna be fucking, <laughs> and he was cursing before the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this, this, this may be fucking great. And I'm just this, like, dude, you gotta chill. Because like, I, I gotta get my mind out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stop cursing at me. You know, man. so yeah, you gotta watch that because they'll be like, and then what do you do? Because you're act. So you're not a filthy. You're not. You're I'm like, not filthy, but I'm not. I'm no. not kids, kids. No, no. I, I actually kind of, the way I look at your act as far as cursing is kind of the way that, that mine is where we're both kind of like, we're not. I don't think you would look at me or Pete and go, oh, that's a filthy. No. But I think no, there's no. edgy cursing in it yeah, you know like what I mean like fucking shit and yeah like if you get met yeah, yeah but you're not yeah exactly but I'm not like, like talking like like I'm not a filthy person no you're not a filthy yeah. you're not a I'm filthy not like I come and lick it like, I don't fucking talk about shit like that <laughs> okay, I don't even know how that bit would go it's come, not like I come and lick it come and lick it uh <laughs> It was fun. It was that actually, was filthy, though. That is nasty. You're going to write a bit sick. about it now. All right, so let's talk about this. Um, you know, uh, the last time Pete was on the show, he had some stuff ready to go off. And, you know, we talked about you working with Nick Cannon. But now right. you got the MTV show, which is great. You got some shit coming up. You're doing great. You have you did. Oh, you did the, you did the Access thing, right? Yes. And yeah. now how fun was that, that live? Was, that was sick. Dude, how sick is that live? It's one of those shows because it's, uh, it's really live. No, like it's live, like, live. Like live. Like like, like Saturday Night Live Live like if you fuck up right now like they see up. it right yeah, now yeah, yeah yeah but the crazy thing is when I, I didn't I closed on my middle joke 
because you couldn't get there. I couldn't get, get there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I had to like get the last laugh quick. And the crazy thing is the guys with the, with the 30 yeah, and they're going 30, like thirty seconds, thirty seconds, twenty seconds, throwing it. I'm like, yeah. I cut mine. I cut the last piece of mine. I cut the last piece of mine off. I had like two more tags, and I just couldn't get to it because once he said thirty seconds, and I was episode one of season one, so I was like, I really didn't wanna. Like now you find out some guys go a little long, and there's like a little room. I don't want to say that. You know what I mean? But like, there's there's probably like from when you get off, you probably did have another 25, 30, but I'm on episode one right. of season one. I'm not fucking around, and you know, and it was it was going to be a good show. You also got a comedy center. Is that, is that no? My seven minutes. Yeah. I did, okay, uh, so you did a seven minutes for I Comedy did Central. Adam Devine's house party, and it was like uh, I did seven minutes. There was three acts, and Adam Devine from Workaholics hosts it, and uh, I think it comes out in like September. And you got Wildin' Out on 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 that's coming out. Wildin' Out starts uh, this Tuesday, July 9th, but uh, I think. I'm not on the first episode. I'm, I did half the season, so I'm on like six, five or six out of the twelve. No, it's it's you know what, man. It's like I said uh, when you were on the show. We talked. I, t- I said it, and people who heard you on the show said it. And young, not even twenty years old, doing this, man. It's great. And and you know, the one thing about, and we talked about this because we're friends. And the one thing about heat in comedy, is is very very simple. And it's what it's what Bill said on the couch at Conan. It's what. I think comedians who are, want longevity in this business to do it forever. I think the things are are that um, the they can never take away your stand up. Right. So you can get shows and you could get all that shit, but if you just become a, an undeniable beast, that's always you. Right. And, and 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 that will continue to make things happen. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's yeah. just it's just a hunger with it. And it's 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 simple. It's simple. Right. Get up and become a monster, and all good shit happen. And I'm I'm really glad. I'm really glad that it's happening to you because oh, you, you you deserve it. And and the thing is, you're not one of these guys that's getting shit because you're you're young. You're you're getting shit because you're young and good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like and and like I think Chappelle started when he was like 15. You know, I'm I'm happy I found this shit at 21. I mean, I always loved it, but I'm I'm happy that I, I picked up a microphone at 21. You picked up a microphone at 16, yeah. and that's amazing because by the time you hit 21, 22, you're like you're like starting to get like to really find your voice much quicker than other people, which is which is amazing. Uh, now, Chris, you have the other side of it. You started late, but the good thing about that is, and it's something that Mike, um, I remember a comedian telling me that Mike DiStefano yeah, told him, God rest his soul, Mike DiStefano said, you know, he got on stage, his first, he first started at 32, and he goes, but I, I didn't have that in my 20s bullshit. Like, I didn't, he goes, I went on stage, and he said, I had a voice from the first time I grabbed a microphone, he had a voice. So he didn't have to fucking, you know, I mean, me, dude, at 21, I'm talking about yeah. getting caught jerking off. Yeah. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the shit that a 21-year-old kid talks about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like a guy like Mike D, who's obviously, it's an exception, too, because he had so much shit going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was fucking, you know, he, he was, all the stuff that was going on in his life, and he was an addict, and all the shit that he went through, so he just grabbed a microphone, and that was like his fucking, like, buckle up, people, because yeah. I'm just gonna fucking come, so that was the advantage of, of him doing it at 32, but you, you started, you were I started a, at 29, but I've been on stages since I was a kid, like, it's, there's no Right, way, in the like, other way. Since I was about 12 years old, I've uh, been doing theater, and I have an MFA in theater, and all that jazz, and... I've worked professionally and all that good stuff, but stand-up is something that uh, I guess I, I probably, uh, what do you call it? I, uh, I, I, I pushed it aside. Like, it was something that I always wanted to do when I was a kid, but yeah, you waited. I waited, and then I think it would, and then it, it's like if you kind of, if you're calling, if you get your calling and you can just kind of put it away, 
But uh, ever since I picked up the mic, you know what I'm saying? It's been, it's been, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Having fun. No, man. I mean, it's there's nothing like it. You know, I was talking to Pete about this the other day, and I'm I'm at a point now in my career where I really don't mind riffing and digging a hole. I really don't mind just going up because I I know. It's not fun for me to go on stage and just kill with me. Like, if somebody told me to go on, I'm not saying this to be an arrogant asshole. If somebody told me to go on stage right now and give a killer eight minutes, like, I can fucking, you know, but that's not gonna, that's not fun for me. Right. Because it's like, I'm not, I wanna give a new killer eight minutes. You right. know what I mean? I wanna throw new shit, I wanna get the new shit to that level. Right. To where it's like, you know, and that, that's what, that's what comedians thrive on. Like, the other night, um, the other night we were on, I, I got really fucked up with my, I got really fucked up with my, my wife's uncle. And um, the joke was, I got on stage and I said the joke, and I said, um, I said, uh, you know, I got really fucked up with my uh, wife's uncle. He subscribes to a whiskey magazine, and I go, here's what happens when you drink with a guy who subscribes to a whiskey magazine. You wake up the next morning, and the first thing you remember is him saying, I subscribe to a whiskey magazine, <laughs> and 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 I just said that, and I, I literally I wrote that in the urinal. Going to the stage, I go. You know, I'm just gonna say it. That's just, and it fucking, it was like, oh my god. And then now that now that piece goes into my drinking joke, right. and it's like that's what I take. I did 45 minutes that night. What I took was that. That's so good. it's like that's all we give a fuck about is is that new shit. Not doing the stuff that's that's you know old and easy and tried and true. Yeah. You know, getting a clap break for something that always gets a clap break for two years. It it almost feels like you know. I guess it would be like like jerking off to the same magazine, like jerking yeah. off to the same picture. Like, it's know, like, like, it's like, you know. Like, or the yeah. same X videos clip. Yeah, like I, I, I saw this already. Yeah, like I, like, yeah, like it's great. Don't get me wrong. Like when you jerk off, like you, you, you uh, this is a fucking really disgusting analogy. But Dude, like, you know, doing jokes is like jerking off when you, uh. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you're coming, it feels good. You're coming, it feels good, but then you don't have to, and you're like, oh, I should have done that. Uh, I, I had a buddy who used to do stand up. He doesn't do it anymore. Um, guy named Bill Scully. We kind of went our separate ways. He doesn't do it anymore, but he had a funny joke where he goes, jerking off is kind of like, uh, he, he said, jerking off is kind of like eating Burger King. He goes, at first it seems like a great idea. He goes, but then when you're done, you're like, the fuck was that all about? It's just pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, but, uh, it's, isn't, it, isn't it true, though? Like, like isn't it weird how, like, you, who's it, was, who's that, Seton, Seton Smith called it, like, hate cum or something? It's just, like, right when you're done. It's just a weird, bizarre, like. I gotta meet some. Like, you almost feel, girl. like, let down. Yeah, you're like, Jesus. <laughs> but, like, it, like, every time I come, I'm like, uh-oh. It's like, it's like, go like, do your laundry. Like your mom texted you, and you're like you're answering your phone. That's fucking hilarious. Just come on your hand. <laughs> you're texting your mom, like, hey, nothing much. Like, it's fucking... What's going on? Nothing What's much. What's going on? How you doing? This time. No, dude, I got, I got, I, this is one of my early bad jokes. I, I got caught in 10th grade. I got caught jerking off by my mom. I came in and I was one of those guys. I would get, sometimes I'd get on my knees and put my, just, just put my shirt over the back of my neck, you know, and I would just be down there and my mother fucking walked in, right? And I had the, the magazine in front of me and she just starts walking in and I go, yo, what are you, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm sorry. And she just kind of closed the door. She goes, what are you doing? I go, about to take a shower, right? And dude, 2.30 in the afternoon, I'm just sitting in the fucking shower. Like, no business in the shower, just taking a shower. So that was one of my one of my early jokes. All right, wow. enough of the jerking off and the coming. This podcast took a really weird turn. <laughs> I was imagining yeah. you all. 
Yeah, like I was just like on the fucking yeah, I was just fucking. Hey, just I no, I was like yo, like I was just like what do you what do you do? You know, and, and she was, and then I'm like, I mean, I'm you know just how hard shit. it is to finish after you like jerk it off and your yeah. mom comes in and kiss you good night. <laughs> you like jerk it off and your mom's like good night, I love you, and you're like oh, I can't even fucking finish. Yeah. Is it hot in here? Yeah, Natalie and Brody. Okay. All right, so let's talk about this thing that you did. Um, Pete just was on, uh, what was NBC? Is it NBC? Extra. Is it NBC? Yeah. Uh, Pete just did the, was it two minutes? Yeah, about two minutes. The two-minute little piece on Extra with Sam Champion. And um, I, I saw well, before you, you, I, had, you had issues with it. Yeah, before I tell the story, I just want to say everybody at Extra was very nice. Sam Champion's cool, but I don't like the piece. Right, now, you told me you didn't like the piece. I watched the piece, and I thought that, I thought that it was... I, I get your concern, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'll, I'll say it, and then you tell me if, 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 right. if I'm accurate. So you felt as though the piece, because as I stated in this thing, and, and people know, you know you're, you're, you're on MTV, you know, you're working with Nick Cannon, you got shows coming out, Comedy Central, you're doing well, and you felt as though the piece kind of showed, oh, this, this struggling, oh, his, making his dream come true, almost like a like a make-a-wish thing, yeah. and, like, and you kind of just like... You know, you wish it would have just been like, oh, you know, yeah. something something bad happened or whatever, and but now he's making the best of it, and he's right. fucking doing his thing. That's what you want. Yeah, Am I, that's, is that, and that's what I thought they were making it like. I thought, right. because when they were doing the interview, they were like, oh, now you're working with Nick Cannon, you're on all these shows, you must be you're doing great now, this is great that you could overcome 9-11 and shit. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's great, let's do this. So then, when I turn it on, and air, we shot it two months ago, and then it aired... On 4th of July, and I watched it, and the first fucking sentence was, Struggling comedian, Pete Davidson. And then uh, Sam Champion here, gonna help make his wish come true. Like, And they were like, oh, the heartbreaking the story. And it is and it is a heartbreaking story, but the way they made it seem... They made, they, they made it like, yeah. somebody give this kid a bone. Somebody fucking please, so this kid doesn't and let kill me, himself. And, and let me just—they like, really fucking made it like. And and I want to—I want to make this very fucking clear on my show here. And and you know what? Um, and we got—you know—we got, I got a lot of people that know comedy. I mean, there's a lot of com- there's a lot of young comedians that listen to this. But there's you know my—I have a lot of view- listeners, or they're growing. And I want every one of them to know that this is nothing like Pete. You're you're doing well because you're funny. Like as a matter of fact, I'll tell a story. A dear friend of mine, Tony Monty, who um, used to uh, Tony Monty, who was huge in the huge in the music industry. This guy's a VP of Capitol Records Promotions. This guy was responsible for some of the biggest names in music history getting on the radio. Right. That's who this fucking guy is in music history. Okay, and he's a humble guy. He'd probably hate me even hearing me say that. And he managed my brother's band. And uh, he called me up one time. He was a, he was a fan of mine, uh, fond of my comedy. And he called me up and said, "Dude, I was in Staten Island tonight. I saw the 17 year old kid Pete Davidson. Didn't know anything about 9/11. Didn't know anything about that. And was like, dude, this guy is gonna be fucking good. And I mean, I want to make this fucking clear. Pete is gonna be is a great comedian now. He's gonna be a great great comedian because he's honest. He gets it. He his heroes are great, and that's who he's trying to emulate and trying to do it that way. And it has nothing to do with anything. And the fact that anybody would say young or because of that is horseshit, bullshit, jealousy shit. And I've seen that. So, um, and that's exactly what it is. And I now I understand why you felt the way that you did about the piece. Yeah. I do think it was cool showing your mom. I do think it was cool that they kind of said what happened. But you're just a dude who's overcoming shit and making the best of it through comedy, as opposed to we're starting by making his dream come through tonight. It, yeah. That's yeah. that. You and know, that's how I like, feel. And they even made it like they made it like Nick isn't my friend. 
They made it like Nick Cannon heard about him and said he was good. Like they didn't like why couldn't they say he tours with him? He fought, I opened for him all the time. We just shot a special. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like it's not just yeah. some like secret. Like it's not just something not, he saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they go to Nick Cannon. Yeah. He's like, I know him. He's yeah. funny. Yeah, he's and like funny. you don't like you don't. I'm like, know him yeah, I, like what the fuck? Well, he said he thought you'd be a name everybody would know which in comedy, great, but just but, like, but right, yeah. right. I see the guy all the time. Like it's fucking. I don't know. Like yeah. they made it like. Uh, I don't know this. You can see me struggling on Wilding Out next week. If you want to fucking watch that. Yeah, watch him struggle on watch five TV shows. We're all going to be working for you one day, Pete. <laughs> but like, why couldn't they just be like, look how cool this is. Like, look, he's doing all this shit. Why do they have, they had to make it like, Sam Champion's here to rescue him with a 90 second clip on extra. The only, yeah, the only thing they didn't do was fucking pull you out of a fucking pull you out of a river with a blanket around your head yeah, yeah. and a fucking ambulance we just saved this comedian <laughs> and an ambulance in the background yeah. they pull you out of a fucking river and wrap you up like a wet dog like you're in fucking The Fugitive alright uh. <laughs> you should get me a new dad why don't you do that wouldn't that be great we have a new father for him after the here's a heart chilling story of a kid who's making a ton of money from MTV <laughs> so sad that he drives a nice car and lives on his own. <laughs> this is a brutal story of a kid in a fucking new pair of Jordans every Thursday. If they really want something, they need to come to, come to me and get my check But dude, we do have to talk about one thing, dude. You really do need to stop wearing black guy t-shirts. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, this one I like. This one I like. Right. But, like, did you, I mean, what'd you wear? A unicorn yesterday or something? No, like, you I can't... wore this Galaxy uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. French Montana type shirt. And, uh, the ladies loved it, though. Yeah, I mean, I bet they did, but I mean, but my come guy on. friends are like, dude, who, yeah, who, who, who and rightfully you? so. Who are you? Yeah, that's like a, that's a Jordan. Got a text from Jordan Rock. Yo, you changed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you changed, bro. You changed. Um, you changed, bro. All right, well, so yeah, yeah. Check out, um, you know, check out Pete's stuff coming up. Uh, we got a couple more, couple more things. Um, you guys have an unacceptable. Anything piss you guys off this week? Is anything like? I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know. There's really nothing that that pissed me off because I, I went on such a rant with with the the Man of Steel last week or, you know, that that movie. Oh, we got a couple of movies to talk about. I saw. So World War Z. You know what? Yeah, we'll talk about the, we'll talk about movies. I'm gonna talk about World War Z, Monsters University. I saw with my son yesterday. Then we'll close out with don't have much on sports. Just got Dwight Howard going to Houston and leaving the the, the Lakers. And then we'll do our plugs and we'll wrap this up. We're 45 minutes in. This is the Verzi Effect, episode 117. My guest, Pete Davidson, Chris Lamberth. Um, all right, so here's the deal. Saw two movies, got reviews for them. Me and Pete saw World War Z together in the city. Um, I liked it. I, I, I wasn't blown away thinking it was amazing, but by no means did I think it sucked. I got texts from a lot of friends saying, this is fucking awesome. I thought... I thought I thought Brad. Pitt, wait, did you? You saw it? Yeah, I saw yeah, you it saw. Yesterday. You saw it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, oh, perfect. So we could all talk about it. Uh, first thing I'll say, Brad Pitt, awesome in it. Awesome. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Like he, fucking killer, man. Yeah, he killed it. He, he's a movie star, but he's not like a movie star. Where it's like I'm Brad Pitt. He was just like he played the role to right. a T. Yeah, he you know he, he, he was. He was, he was married to that fucking half. Half mediocre looking chick, you know. He kind of he really played that role great. That he made it believable that he's married to this fucking ugly bitch. She's not ugly. Yeah, she's not. No, what yeah. joke did we make? I'm not the, fucking married. Right. Who? That fucking oh, Marielle girl. Enos whatever. from The Killing. Yeah, whatever. No, you know what was funny though? We were watching, um, fucking hilarious. We were watching uh, 
the beginning of the movie when he had the kids in the house and I go and if this was reality I'd go there'd be five black kids and there'd be fucking Asians <laughs> I go this whole fucking thing have a bin of time and then, and, then, and then we said like uh, like the zombies would, would like go away from his house <laughs> cause they would they would open They'd be the like, door dude, and see fuck, all 20 black kids and be like I'm no, gonna they the would, fuck out of here they'd be like Asian kids swinging <laughs> yeah, from the ceiling fan or some shit like fuck this shit uh, no but they I thought get away from the grudge in there the uh no man I, I liked it I liked it a lot I I thought you know what I was entertained the whole way through. Yeah, a whole way. Th- one scene I fucking hated, which is when the the plane crashed, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Oh, we gotta get to EDC," and then all of a sudden he like moves the branch. He's like, "Oh, it's EDC." <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Remember when they they crashed the plane? Oh yeah, yeah. For the cure shit. Oh yeah. Oh, and he like yeah. he's like hanging on the seat. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. Like, he was hanging on the seat. He pulled something out of his stomach. He barely walked. Like you like, oh this guy's fucked. Then all of a sudden he moves a fucking tree branch. He's like. Oh, we're here! Oh, that's oh yeah, this yeah. is brilliant! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank I mean, God. Listen, there's always going to be that aspect, but I didn't think the movie was filled with that. No, no, no. that was the only scene. That, that, yeah, that was the only I scene thought, you didn't like. Really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it, man. Like, I, I thought that, uh, I thought the way that he, I thought the way that he acted, I thought the way that like he got the. I don't want to give the movie away, but I thought like his idea working in the end was mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool, cool, and how he walked through it at the end. You know that was fucking well. dope because he just realized. Because what I really liked about it was he's in um, intuitive the whole movie. Yeah. You know, like he he saw things the whole movie, and he was like, oh fuck, and he kind of put it all together, which yeah. I thought I thought I liked I like how he did that. I like how he did it at the end. Um, you know, it makes you feel like shit, though. Like what, what, what the government would do, like with your family. Because yeah, as like, soon as this family thought he was he was done, oh, yeah, fucking, they, they were just throwing right. him to the fucking. You know, forget what you did in the past for us, dude. He's out. You're yeah, done. We don't have enough spots. Sending them back to Philly. That was fucking nuts. They though, were in Newark, it? and everybody was taking shit. Yeah. Like the cop. He thought the cop was gonna kill him. And then the cop just stole some like baby form. How about the scene where he got? He thought he got the liquid on his mouth, and he ran to the fucking. He ran to the, oh, the yeah, ledge, like and he off. just counted, because he, he counted the time it took to turn. By the, so, way, God, by the way, even if you weren't going to turn, I wouldn't be able to just stand on that ledge, just be like... No, I was thinking that, too, like, like just like, like your what nerves. If, yeah, what if you sneeze? Like your fucking, yeah, yeah your, your nerves. Yeah, but that I, was pretty cool how he made sure that he wasn't near his family. Right. That was fucking cool, man. I liked it, and I think that that's a movie that I'm going to like more again. Yeah. Like, if I watch it again, I'm going to be like, oh, this was actually good. Oh, this definitely good. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was. I thought it was really. I'm not good. a big science fiction guy, but I was into it the whole time. Like I really dug it. Like Brad Pitt's, like a. Some of the zombies are behind us. I know. He's. <laughs> Dude, how funny were the zombies when they're like? Yeah. I was laughing. Oh, and they, no, they, it was hard not to laugh when they were like what they call them dormant. Yeah. Like when they were just because when they felt like there was nothing else to eat, they just would be like. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like chewing on the air. No, the movie. I remember. Pete would just be like the only like the, the movie theater would be dead silent you would just see a guy go and he would just start and Pete would just be like <laughs> just hear yeah, because I was high and I thought it was hysterical oh yeah that's fucking everybody fun. was so quiet in the movie theater and he'd be like I'd be like right fall right fall is that fucking hilarious no, 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 de- no. There was one, the one at the end where, like, the dude at the end who's like teeth was like, like clenching his teeth. That that was funny, but I could tell when you were like cackling, I could tell you were high or something. I was just crying. Like, it was oh, so that, fucking funny. I like that though. I like movies movie. like that. Yeah. yeah. And you know what they did? Here's 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 how you know it's a good movie because they did that good PG thirteen. Yeah, they did that. And, really and, wow, and that was PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. And a, and a movie like that being good at PG thirteen because when rough. you when you want zombies and especially with all the zombie movies that have come out that have been like ripping shit apart and blood. Yeah. 
they did it really good because they did show people getting like bullets and like yeah. and shot and stuff, but you didn't you didn't see gore and they still made it they still made it really yeah, good. It was, I think that's one of the better like Star Trek to me is the best movie of the summer. Like, Hands as far fucking as, like, down. I still have to see Black Stole a summer. Well, not, you you say not stolen, but I I just thought I, that I just thought that the reason why I say stole it was I just think the masses were had I mean I thought that Man of Steel people thought was going to be it I thought people thought Iron Man was going to be it and really? I thought Iron that I, I thought I, yeah I just Iron thought Iron Man was whack I fell asleep first it was it, it was better than the second one I, I'd be honest with you I didn't pay for it it was, it was all right. I didn't pay for it I didn't see Sec 2 or, or, or 3 I just you know what it's okay to me but after seeing the Avengers I just I'd rather see him all together like I don't think anything yeah. will top the fight in the Avengers he had with Thor and Captain America. Oh, that was, that was ridiculous. You know, so after seeing him flying through the air, which was great, I just don't really need to see the, you don't need to see that. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, I take my son to see Monsters University. Uh, I got to tell you something, man. One of the greatest things you could do is watch a little kid's face when they're just so fucking like, into you know, it. into it. And But like, here's what his day was. Because when you take a little kid to the movies, I was telling Chris this, yeah. it's, it's not like us going to the movies. Like, we get excited. Like, if, 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 if I didn't have a show tonight or if you weren't fucking going to do whatever you're going to do, you lucky prick, I, I can't say it, but God bless you. I hope so. But, but, uh, <laughs> but if, if, if we, let's say we had no plans tonight right, and, we, right. and our next plan from this podcast was we're going to go buy fucking candy and fucking soda and go sit down in an air-conditioned movie, we'd be psyched, right? Yeah, be, we'd be yeah, like, oh, that'd be, be fucking awesome. awesome. You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do a kid, Bunch of that's friends. his whole day. No, like... but here, no, but here's the thing. We go to pizza, for, we were going to go to McDonald's or pizza first. He chose his favorite pizzeria, so I take him to pizza first. Then we go to a candy store, get all kinds of candy for him, go to the movie, get him a drink at the movie. He's eating his candy. He's watching this fucking movie. Then afterwards, take him to ice cream, and yeah. then he wanted to play video games. So, like, it, it was just like, it was just like, you couldn't even imagine. It was like yeah. the equivalent. I don't even know what, what you could compare it to. It would be like if we went to Dave and Buster's, then bowling. Then fucking went to a movie and yeah. then ate your favorite meal. Like that's what taking a kid is. Right. The only thing it, it kind of bummed me out because he loved it. But here's how I, here's what I felt bad about. First of all, it was okay. It wasn't like Monsters Inc. Right. Monsters, Monsters Inc. Was the Monsters shit. Inc. was the shit. That was the and, shit. And, and yeah, and that was and you were like yeah, at the age. Oh, I was ready. <laughs> Yo, when that shit came out. When that shit yeah. came out. That shit was crazy. This this was good. It show it's a prequel. Obviously, they go to college and they go to like they want to go to the school part of the college. Monsters University has a school. It's called School of Scaring, and they want to get in it. And like you know, Mike Wazowski wants to do that. And um, Sully is he's a son of a big of a big guy so like he's kind of coming in as like you, you know your dad did this you gotta be so okay. he has that he's got that pressure Is you guys it's fucking you sweating in here a little okay yeah I just wanna make sure I'm not fucking I am so yeah so um so there's parts where like he's like you know you gotta scare like this I was talking about it on stage he's like you gotta go like and like you go like and my son would be like daddy what's gonna happen daddy? And, like cause he's wanting the insurance from me and like I felt him kind of like like he was like trembling but loving it, and that's what made like you know. And I was like, listen, buddy, you don't have to. And he's like, no, no. But he just wanted me to tell him what the outcome was gonna be, so it wasn't like some something. And that actually like not to sound like a fucking, but that like kind of like hurt, but bothered me that he went through that. But then afterwards, we're in the car, and he goes, wow. He goes, now that was some movie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and I'm like, yeah, it was. You liked cool. it? Yeah, I did. It was just so fucking cool, man. It was so cool, and. Like I said, not that I did have to, you know, he needed to ask a question a lot. I was like, I kept telling him, I must have told him in the movie theater like 20 times. Like, I was like, you got to whisper to his kids here. Like, because he'd be like, Daddy, what's going to happen? And I'll be like, no, no, you got to watch. So, you know, that was a little, and, and I mean, it is about monsters and shit. So, you know, I'm going to take him. He likes racing movies. Like, he loved cars. He didn't go see Turbo. Oh, that's what, no, that's yeah. what I'm taking him.
him to. Yeah, Ryan, he said and it's Ryan Reynolds, so you'll like that. He, he, t- he told me he's like he's like uh, he's like oh my god, he's like you, you, I got to see Turbo because I showed him the you know the poster for it. Yeah, it's about a snail who gets like a magical power on his shell and he could race. He's like he could race cars. And so you know you'll meet him. You guys will come over. Uh, we're that's another stressful thing we're doing right now. You're having a barbecue. Well, my wife is like it's really tough right now. We're not moving. We're moving at the end. We close on like the twenty second and like. There's boxes all over the house. My wife is, it's fucking, like, I'm not going to lie to you. My wife and I are, like, not at each other bad, but it's tough. Little kids yelling and trying to pack shit up. But when we get the house, and the house is ridiculous, man. Acre of land, flat in the front, flat in the back. We're going to have, we're going to get hot tubs and shit. Like, we got deck. It's going to be sick. You guys are coming. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be ridiculous. But, um, and you guys are, are both more than welcome. But you don't come in any fucking... You know, I don't want you coming in, in a fucking, you know, a French Montana T-shirt. Purple my, shirt. My purple shirt with a thing. My son's going to be like, well, I don't fucking get it. I don't uh, <laughs> what is he? <laughs> what is he supposed to be? What, what is, who, who is, how old is French Montana? Like 28. Oh, okay. Is he, is he like? He's, even black. he's not really black. He's Moroccan. He? Yeah, he's Moroccan. black. He's African. Is that okay? Yeah, but he's like, he, his is what I say about French Montana. It is awful music. But when you're in the club oh, or yeah, you're in your car and you put it really, really loud, it just sounds awesome. Yeah, dude. He's fucking... a I ain't worried about nothing guy, yeah, right? I ain't worried oh, about nothing. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, that's a great song. That's what LeBron said after he won yeah, the chip. And he said after yeah, that was funny. LeBron is funny. I think that I think that you know I like all kinds of music now, but I, I think that Ken, that Kendrick Lamar is pretty good. Man. Oh, yeah, Kendrick yeah. Lamar is incredible. Yeah, he's, he's one he's, of the best. I think him right and Machine now. Gun Kelly are really great. Um all right, so that's it with movies. Last thing, sports. Dwight Howard leaves the Lakers. Nope. Pussy. N- yeah, nah, but no, no. But here's the thing, though. Him. But here's the thing, though. Well, good for him, but I don't like him. He's a pussy. Well, he's he's la- he's he's lame. But I mean, like that—that that was the best right. to me. The best basketball well, decision. Well, no. Here, here, make. here's the thing. He didn't well, get I along. I thought the Rockets were going to get Josh Smith. No, he went nah. to the Pistons. I know. But here's the thing. Okay, forget the stuff with Kobe, and forget him not liking Los Angeles. How about all these teams going nuts for him? When he's fucking when he's when, when it's just like they're going after him. It's he's the pretty girl. He's the pretty girl uh, at the dance. Everybody wants him. Well, yeah, you know, you know the way you fucking you do, when when when, uh, when you got on Wild and Out or whatever, agents come after you and shit like that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, this guy's got you know this guy this guy has proven this guy has fucking proven that he's soft. That he doesn't really have heart in a big moment. He's laughing when the team is down. He fucking is a coach killer. He fucking shit on his coach publicly and then got caught. He just clearly wasn't a good teammate. He's not really good with the fans. I know he's a nice guy off stage, but I mean off off uh, the court. But we're not talking about off the court. I don't care if you fucking smile and you fucking you know eat fucking McDonald's French fries. Um, but yeah, come in. Hey, oh, we, yeah. Jason in here? Uh, no, no, he's not. Um, just staff we're doing this from the green room at Levity Live. But uh yeah, like I'm just talking about what are the Rockets why is everybody Because James Harden James Harden proven himself to be a star. Yeah. And, and uh now Dwight is, you know, the center. He's the guy they think that them two together could fucking run for a champion. That's why I thought they were gonna get Josh Smith too, because they were like uh, But I'm just saying nobody paid attention to what he did at the end matter. of his tenure. Well, he wasn't this magic. This will be the test. Because Orlando, he was great, and then he went to L.A., and he shit the bed, and he could just be like, it wasn't a good time in my career, I wasn't happy there. Well, if he's happy in Houston and everybody... Uh, yeah, you know. He was hurt. He and was, he was hurt, hurt, too. Man, his back sucks. So Kobe's a douche. Kobe's uh, a fucking... Oh, I don't, I don't blame him for leaving L.A. People didn't like him there. He didn't like it there. Yeah. The coach's system wasn't good there. I don't, I'm not going to knock that, but... Uh, 
you know, uh, we're gonna wrap this. We're gonna, we're gonna. You good for like a? Yeah, I, got <laughs> <laughs> I have five glasses of water because it's yeah. so hot. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is ridiculous. And holy shit, it's 5 o'clock. I got to do, uh, we'll do the plugs too. Okay. So anyway, my prediction is that he's going to be okay, but not worth the money. And I think he's an overrated big man. Uh, that That's my prediction. And really, I think that's the only thing going on in sports right now. This is a weird time for sports, you know? Yeah. There's um, no, there's no nothing. This, is, know? Like, nothing this really. is Netflix season. This yeah. is this is what this, this is. is yeah like like NBA finals being over is such a letdown. We're in limbo right now. Yeah. 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 It was I miss basketball so much uh right after the finals I watched Thunderstruck with Kevin Durant and that. Dude, I watched that shit. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was but you got to say it in that voice. That it girl was, was cute though. That girl was cute. Yeah, you know. Nah, yeah, you prefaced it too. Like, yeah, there was nothing going on, so I watched Thunder. Like, you wouldn't watch fucking I mean, Thunderstruck anyway. I, I bought it, all right? Oh, for real? Yeah, it was like three ninety nine on fucking demand, and I was like, oh, okay. hey, you know what? It was all on right. HBO, too. Bro. It was? Yeah. All right, well, we it arrived. Was, it was basically uh, Ernest Slam Dunk Ernest with Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it was. Well, guys, listen, for more stuff on um, on my guests, uh, you know, Pete Davidson and Chris Lambert, you actually, you, they were guests already, but if this is the first introduction to them, uh, check them out. You guys got plugs? You got stuff coming up that you want to? Well, you got yeah. the Wild and Out thing, too. But what do you got coming uh, up, Chris? I've got just like this week or just anything coming well, yeah, up. Yeah, whatever you want to plug. Uh, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be at the Laughing Devil uh, with my friends. Uh, working on their uh, album uh, with J.L. Colvin on Friday at 10.30, Liz Mealy at 8, and then I'll be at The Stand uh, hosting the Midnight Show on the 13th, and then in September I'm doing some dates with Chris Hardwick in Minnesota at Acme Comedy Club and Cobb's Comedy Club. Follow me on Twitter, Chris Come Lambert. On. What do you got, Pete? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pete Davidson. Uh, Wild and Out comes out on July 9th. Make sure you watch that. Oh, um, nice. When is that? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday, this Tuesday. It the MTV2? Uh, MTV2 at 11. Uh, I think I'm on the next week. I don't think I'm on the first episode. And uh, this Friday, I'm at the stand with uh, the the guy code and girl code guys. So come out to that. Just look for it on Twitter. Awesome. Uh, yeah, this week I'm doing, I'm doing you know, New York spots. I'm going to be... Uh, I'm gonna be at the stand. I'm gonna be at Stand Up New York, and uh, you know, working stuff out, working on working on piecing together my first album. All of the dates and updated dates will be on uh, the website www.paulverzi.com. Follow me at Twitter on Twitter at Paul Verzi, and um, that's it, everybody. Again, want to thank my sponsor, Butterfly Radio. Please download the free app today on your iPhone. You could give a, up to a five-minute audio. Uh, on your phone and the podcast uh, people that you uh, send that audio to can get right back to you. Also get your own podcast if you register on ButterflyRadio.com. I want to thank my guests Pete Davidson and Chris Lambert for being here. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, Verzi Effect will be back next week with episode 118. Will I have a guest? Will I be flying solo? I don't know. You have to come back and find out. Uh, thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon.